Hello, guys. Today we're going to introduce to us, to you, and we're going to talk about of what we like and what we like to do. Hi, my name is Claire, and I like to play outside, and I like to get my rain gauge full, and I also like to play some of my games on my phone. Welcome to Mouse Ears and Butterbeer, episode number two. This is kind of a smorgasbord episode. As you heard from the intro, we're going to spend some time chatting with my six-year-old Claire, and then we're going to jump in and explore some of the craziest Disney and Harry Potter theories that we've ever heard of. Let's get to it. Awesome, Claire. What are some games you like to play on your phone? I like to play Roblox and Gotcha Club and Gotcha Life. Yeah. And to Topa Life. What's your favorite game to play? I can't choose. Uh, <laughs> I think Roblox. Roblox. That's pretty awesome. What? Um, how's the rain gauge coming? I know it rained a little bit this weekend, right? Yeah. It's doing pretty well. It's almost half full. Whoa. No way. It's at one. It's at one. That's pretty awesome. Well, guys, this weekend we did something really, really fun. We watched some of our most favorite movies. Claire, what did we watch? Harry Potter! We did. We watched, which episodes did we watch? One? Two and three and four. We watched one, two, three, and four. We had a little movie marathon. It was pretty awesome. You'll have to comment and let us know if you guys have movie marathons sometimes too. So we just sat down, we watched them in order so far, and um, Claire, which one's your favorite movie out of those? I think I would say three. Three? The one with the werewolf in it. Yeah, with with Professor Lupin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I know you like to dress up as Hermione from that Mm -hmm. movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And there's also a really particular scene in that movie that you love. Do you want to tell us what it is? Whenever um, they're about to go down to Hagrid's hut. Oh, uh, yeah. And they like, run into Malfoy. Uh-huh. Yeah. What does Hermione do? She puts herself in the face. In the face. That's right. <laughs> That's a pretty entertaining scene, I have to say. So, Claire, what do you think the key components are for a really good movie marathon? I think maybe like... Um, comfy blankets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pillows. For sure. Like all kinds of pillows, like different shapes and sizes, right? Yeah, and definitely the comfy ones. Yeah, the comfy ones. And snacks. Of course. What are the best snacks to have for a movie marathon? I can't choose. <laughs> you can't choose. You love all of them. Yes. <laughs> what did we have? We had some cheese balls, some cheese puffs. <laughs> And um, we had some drinks, and we had chips and queso, tacos. What else did we have? That's probably about it. Mm-hmm. We kind of picked up some dinner along the way, too. That's pretty good. Can you think of anything else that's good for a movie marathon? Mm. Good movies, I guess, huh? Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. I know. We'll have to get some, like, butterbeer or chocolate frogs next time, right? Mm 
Mm-hmm. That would be really awesome. Oh, and chocolate wands. And chocolate wands. For show. So, we're actually traveling to Harry Potter World pretty soon. Um, and where are we going to stay? Cabana Bay. Cabana Bay. Is that your favorite resort uh, at Universal? Yes. Yes. What do you like about Cabana Bay? I really like the lazy river and the pool. Yeah. I love all of it. Yeah. The the, the rooms are really cute, too. Mm-hmm. I like the decor. I think it's really fun. It's really a fun place to stay, and they have a really good gift shop there, good food, right? <gasps> you want to know what my favorite resort is? What? The Disney boat. The Disney boat? <laughs> I do love a Disney ship, too. Um, what do you like about the Disney boat? I can't choose. Well, what are some of the things you like? I know you like the ice cream. Of course. Swimming. Swimming. And movies by the pool. Kids club. What do you guys do in kids club? Because parents aren't allowed. We literally play. Play. Do you watch movies and stuff? Yes. Yes. Do you color? What else do you do? Oh, I know something that you're total. We're totally forgetting about that you love about the Disney boat. Bippity boppity boutique. Uh, yeah. What do you like to do there? What kind of makeovers do you get? I um I remember I got a pirate name and her name was Mary Goodwater. That's right. That's right. On pirate night on the Disney Cruise Line ships, it turns into the Pirates League, and you can get it's for all ages. Whereas Bippity Boppity Boutique is just for girls and boys, twelve and younger. And pirate night is really really special because adults can get pirate makeovers too. And it's actually really affordable. It's like 44, 45 bucks and you get so much stuff, right? Like you get face gems, eye patches, swords, and you get, as Claire said, your very own pirate name. It's amazing. Well, we've had a blast talking about Disney Cruise Line, the parks, Universal. Let's jump into our next segment. We're gonna explore a couple of crazy fan theories. So as we were watching the Harry Potter movies this weekend, it really got me thinking about the defense against the dark arts position. And I've heard that that position was cursed. Is it really? I mean, the teachers only were there for one year each. I mean, we watched the first four movies. So first we had Professor Quirrell, who of course was carrying, spoiler alert, alert, (laughs) Lord Voldemort on the back of his head. And then the second movie we had Gilderoy Lockhart, the third movie, we had Remus Lupin. And then in the fourth movie, Mad-Eye Moody, a.k.a. Barty Crouch Jr. And of course it goes on. In the fifth movie, we see Dolores Umbridge. And then, you know, before Professor Snape finally gets his turn at the position. And you kind of have to wonder, did Dumbledore know something was going on? Because Snape really wanted that position for so, so long. Did he know that there was something wrong with that position? Well, it turns out, and this may be more canon than theory, that Tom Riddle applied for the Defense Against the Dark Art position after he graduated Hogwarts and was rejected by Dumbledore. 
I mean, with good reason. And it's said that he put a curse or a jinx on the position. So, you know, because he couldn't have the job that no one would be able to keep it for more than a year. Some extra Harry Potter fun trivia facts here. This was also around the time when, um, Tom Riddle also met Bellatrix Lestrange around the time he was trying to apply and become the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher at Hogwarts. She was still a student at Hogwarts and he began taking an interest in her and recruiting her to be one of his followers. Kind of creepy. Also, this is also around the time when Tom would have made the gray lady's diadem a horcrux and when he returned it, remember, and he hid it in the school, which we find out in the last movie. So did the curse get broken when Voldemort was ultimately defeated? Did this jinx also take a pause when Harry was a baby and Voldemort killed his parents? Like, did it just kind of go away? Like, I'm not really sure how long Professor Quirrell was in that position before he made a comeback on the back of Professor Quirrell's head. So I don't know. What do you guys think? All right, this next theory is going to just blow your mind. Let's talk about Mary Poppins with a Hogwarts crossover. What? So there's one character in Mary Poppins who seems to already know Mary, and I'm talking about Bert. So the fan theory is, is that Mary was also Bert's nanny. I mean, if you think about it, he never really questioned her antics throughout the movie. When they laughed so hard they floated to the ceiling, when they jumped into the chalk painting, he was there for all of it and he never thought it was out of the ordinary at all. And a lot of clues to this fan theory rely in the different lyrics from the songs. For example, in the very beginning of the movie, when we see Bert, he's singing about the wind changing. He says, quote, can't put me finger on it, on what lies in store but I feel what's to happen has all happened before, end quote. And if you listen to also listen to the song Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, there's a lyrics in there that Bert sings about when he was little, he learned the word Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And let's be honest, how else would he have learned such a unique word? Except for Mary Poppins was his nanny. And there's also like a whole thing out there floating around about, you know, how did Mary do, how could she do all these things? How did she look so young all the time? And one thought is that she is some kind of demigod. So she doesn't age. She always looks the same and she always appears the same. But another crazy theory I heard was that people have suggested that Mary Poppins studied at Hogwarts. That's right. She got her letter to Hogwarts. She went to the School of Witchcraft and Wizardry herself. And according to the timeline, if you kind of look at like when Mary Poppins took place and the timeline of Harry Potter, she would have been a student around the same time as Albus Dumbledore, right around the year 1900. Isn't that crazy to think about Mary Poppins and Dumbledore being like besties? At Hogwarts? I don't know. I mean, I guess I could see her excelling at some muggle studies since she became a nanny later in life and maybe charms or something because think about that bag she pulled everything out of. And then I don't know 
this would count as transfiguration, but the talking pair umbrella was always like super fascinating to me. I mean, I guess, you know, ultimately she really had a grasp on Wingardium Leviosa to be flying around everywhere like she did. Um, I don't know, maybe the umbrella parrot, talking parrot would be care of magical creatures. I'm really just not sure. <laughs> but there is a lot of debate out there as to whether the sorting hat would put her in Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. Honestly, I see a case for both. So let me know in the comments, what do you think? Was Mary Poppins a Ravenclaw or was she a Hufflepuff? Well, that's our show today. Thanks so much, you guys, for tuning in to my interview with Claire and exploring all these crazy fan theories. Let us know if you want to hear more theories like this. I think they are absolutely fascinating to research. Claire, do you have any final words for our listeners? Yes. Um, I want to know what your favorite character is. Claire wants to know what your favorite character is. Is it any character, Harry Potter character, Disney character? Harry Potter. Amazing. And who is your favorite Harry Potter character? Luna Lovegood. Absolutely. Well, you guys have a great day and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Mouse Ears and Butterbeer. Tonight we're running on the right track. Tone